1: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm laughing about it because, I mean, I could easily pick the Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl, but yet I have them out of the playoffs. That just shows you where things are at in the NFC. Welcome in to the Establish the Past podcast. Uh, We are at the mega episode, the one that everybody's been waiting on, uh, the one we've been hyping up since we started the podcast. And uh, that is all about predictions and I am of course uh, your host Blake Lovell with me is my co-host Dylan Reagan and Dylan this is the one everybody has been waiting for Um, it's going to make some people really happy it's going to make some people really mad but you know what that's what happens when you you do predictions and make picks for all the divisions uh playoff picks uh, super bowl picks you're gonna have some unhappy people but you're gonna have some happy people and uh it's that mixture that we are we're gonna have with this one because uh, we've got some very interesting picks um and uh, i think this one's gonna be a lot of fun though
0: yeah we were just talking before there's uh you know more teams kind of that you can imagine making the super bowl or even at least contending for playoff spots and there are playoff spots at the end of the day the nfc is going to be so strong the afc itself has you know a number of teams that are capable that we left out so it was really tough we were going back both of us going back and forth in our doc before just you know making changes last second ideas uh, that kind of came out so uh yeah we'll let the games uh, decide what actually happens but you know it's all in good fun here to see what we can pick and see what happens by the end of the year
1: Yeah, somebody was talking about making predictions, and we all do it every season. It's just something that you do. It doesn't matter who you are. You want to make predictions. You want to see how things can play out. And the problem is that you can only go off of what you have on paper. You don't have any idea... How injuries are going to impact things because injuries will impact things. You don't know uh, how certain things are going to come together from a chemistry standpoint. All that good stuff that you can't find just by breaking teams down on paper. But that's all we have to go on when you make predictions before the start of the season. So always keep that in mind Uh, when you look at some of these. Everyone is going to have different opinions. And there are a lot of these divisions, and we'll talk more about it, where you could potentially make the case for two or three teams that could win the division. Um, And really, it's just it's pretty wide open in some of these. And uh, certainly we'll get to those. But Dylan, we're going to start with one that I don't think is wide open at all. And uh, (laughs) no no suspense needed for this one. Um, Random order here on the divisions we're going to do. But we start with the AFC East, uh, which to me is probably the biggest no-brainer of all. Um, I mean, look, there, there, again, there's no suspense needed on this one, Dylan. I'm going to pick the Patriots. I'll let you decide who you're going to pick. I think you have a pretty good idea. Um, But th- there, to me, is just no legitimate challenger in this division for the Patriots. If it's anyone... It's probably the Jets. I know a lot of people want to buy into the Jets because they added Le'Veon Bell. Um, Sam Darnold should be better. It's, you know, you have a new head coach. There, there's lots of different dynamics that could at least be intriguing about the Jets. Uh, but you know what? I look at the Patriots, and yes, there are changes. Uh, Brady doesn't have the exact same type of weapons he's had. Gronk retired. Uh, we know about the changes elsewhere, but their running back core is just friggin' outstanding. Um, Josh Gordon can still be a great wide receiver uh, when he's on the field. I don't know. I mean, look, the Patriots, they, they may lose one division game. They, they may lose at the Jets, but otherwise the Dolphins to me are probably going to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, the Bills, I think, are still kind of that stingy team. You're not necessarily going to want to play, but – I don't know if they're going to win enough games to be a factor. The Patriots are the easy pick here.
0: Yeah, there's a world where the Bills and Jets each grab a win over the Patriots, but by the end of the year, yeah. that won't matter. I mean, the the Jets, there's, they're a popular pick by a lot of people to make uh, get a wild card spot, but I don't think I've seen anyone pick Uh, anyone but the Patriots to win the division. They've won it 10 straight years, 15 of the last 16. It doesn't hurt that they have, according to Football Outsiders projections, the easiest schedule in the NFL. Uh, Giving any help to Brady and Belichick, you know, not really something they need. Uh, but, yeah, just looking at this team as we talk about them more going into the season, just on top of them winning the division, they're obviously one of the top Super Bowl contenders. No one really questions what they're going to be by the end of the season. I think somehow their defense is a little underrated outside of New England. Uh, you hear about from their beat reporters talking about how this can be a top five unit. And, yeah, I mean, we saw what they did in the Super Bowl. There's no reason to think they can't even be better with some of the things they've done this offseason. And suddenly, the receiver corps that early, in you know, when we did the one question for every team, I brought that up, they look pretty strong uh, with this whole uh, lineup going into the season I'm excited to see what they all can do um, and obviously Josh Gordon if he can stay on the field that'll be huge for them uh, maybe a mid-season and Keel Harry comes off the IR and can contribute but a lot of great options offensive lines still stout there's really no threat at the end of the day to them taking another AFC East crown
1: yeah it's uh again i like you said i mentioned the jets but yeah the bills you could see the Bills be- beating the patriots in a game maybe in buffalo mm-hmm. um yeah and, and then those teams are getting better I-, I think that that's worth mentioning that they are getting better the jets are getting better the patriots are getting better uh the dolphins i don't necessarily think they're getting better right now um not this year <laughs> maybe they no maybe they will at some point but they're not getting better right now um, and so, yeah, you could see those types of games, but the Patriots are still the Patriots. And uh, again, with what we have to go off of, there's no reason to pick anyone else in this division. Uh, another division here that that's a little tougher to pick, but I still think it's one where you, you've seen more of a closer to a consensus on the team that's going to win this division, and that is the NFC West. Um, Dylan, you know, to, to me, it's going to come down to the Rams and the Seahawks. Those are the two teams everyone has their eye on um, when you look around at this thing. And I've seen people go in different directions here. But uh, I have a feeling I know where you're going to lean. Uh, but still, it, it it may be closer uh, than, than maybe people think. And certainly, uh, the Jadeveon Clowney trade may have a little bit mm-hmm. something to do with that as well.
0: The Rams, yeah, the Rams are my pick. But like you mentioned, I, I don't think you know their schedule's tougher they got some different things they're gonna have to face early in the year they brutal first three games at Carolina then you face the Saints at home but then you go to Cleveland on the road at a Sunday night game so it's not going to be easy out of the gate the uh, schedule eases up a bit on the second half but overall I don't see them necessarily going 13 and 3 like they did a year ago I still think they're going to win the division I've expressed my uh, distrust in the offense for the Seahawks at least their philosophy they have so many great players on the team but until they start letting Russell Wilson throw the damn ball I'm not gonna you know put them as a division winner here Seattle and the 49ers have been kind of a trendy pick by a lot of people to win this division they they want to see a Super Bowl or not want to but are predicting a Super Bowl hangover for the Rams and obviously you know if you look at just the Super Bowl and what happened with McVay and Goff in that game uh, there's concerns about how they'll adjust with defenses kind of you know defensive coordinators watching all that tape for this whole offseason and being able to work on it but they've been adjusting themselves, uh, reports out of LA, are saying that Goff's improved with his off schedule plays. Having Cooper Cup, can't really stress how big that's going to be. Is if he can stay healthy, uh, Goff splits with his passer rating with and without Cup are pretty astronomical. He's his security blanket when everything goes down. And the three losses to the Bears, Eagles, and Patriots, where the offensive line really struggled, and Goff was having to make uh, quick decisions and not really making the best ones. Cup wasn't in those games. Their only other loss when Cup played was to the Saints, and they still put up thirty plus points. So, yeah, you got concerns with Gurley's health. Uh, The defense did look great in the Super Bowl uh, despite the loss. And if they can uh, improve on that unit, which I think they will, they weren't – Given with Wade Phillips and some of the talent they have on the defense, overall, they gave up a lot of points last year. I think they'll improve there. Maybe not 13 and 3, but I still see them topping San Francisco and Seattle for this division. I think the Cardinals will be fun. Um, I'm excited to watch them play, but I, I just, until I see that offense really succeeding week after week.
1: Yeah, and, and it does kind of come down to, like you said, you think about the scheduling where, you know, the NFC West gets the uh, AFC North and they also get the NFC South. And, and to me, you know, those are tough. Uh, quite frankly, yeah, th- those are two of the toughest divisions in the game. and so um, that that you know that that makes this thing maybe a little bit more wide open than you would expect because the Rams are gonna have some more losses, like you said uh, than they did last year. I just don't think there's gonna be a, a situation where they go through the season with, with that few losses that they're gonna have more because of that schedule uh, and it does. It opens up you know an opportunity for the Seahawks to to maybe jump in have an opportunity to win that division. But I, like you, am going to lean on the Rams uh, with my pick just because – I do think you know, even with the issues with Gurley and everybody's, that's going to be the main thing we talk about all year long. Is him, uh, their receivers. Uh, look, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. That they're elite receivers. Um, they're in an offense that does you know meets exactly what they can do from a skill perspective. And as everyone knows, I am the president of the Cooper Cup Fan Club. Uh, <laughs> I, I just love this guy. We we mentioned him, um, you know, on the on the last couple episodes, just just talking about how all. Of the the things he's gone through with his injury but yet he's coming back and there's a lot of people that expect him to be better than he was before uh you always question that when you have an injury of that caliber but still i mean their their receiving trio is just unbelievable and and they can score um I, I like the seahawks a lot i like them more you know now that they have clowny and i i do think there's an opportunity there for them to win this division but I will also go with the Rams because they seem like the safer pick, uh, even with a tougher schedule. And really, like we said, there's going to be uh, a much tougher schedules for all of those teams in the NFC West this year. And maybe even with the improvement that a team like the 49ers are going to make, a very tough schedule and really hard to maybe leapfrog the Rams in that division. All right, Dylan, to the division that I have just been waiting to talk about because <laughs> – this division is an absolute mess. I don't know how any other way to put it um, and if you know if I, I'd like to just maybe just do a some silence here for about fifteen seconds to let everyone make their prediction on what division we're talking about, but I think it should be pretty obvious, and that's the AFC South um, I, I you you were laughing earlier about how both of us have changed our picks a lot. I will honestly tell you that I have changed my pick three different times for this division there is one team i didn't pick in this entire process so in changing my pick three times there is one team that i did not pick and guess what it's the team you have winning the division
0: (laughs) yeah i went with the tennessee titans um yeah another like you said i struggled with this one i wanted to go with your pick i'll let you get to that in a sec but uh, I just kind of think like I mentioned previously in other podcasts that the Titans every year they just stick around I outside of maybe Nashville I'll, I'll see you know they're 6-3 and three, and it's like wow I had no idea they're doing that well and uh, they've gone 9-7 and seven the last three seasons and uh, you know this year that could be enough to win the division um, yeah. if they do manage to pull it out uh, obviously the Texans are a popular pick by a lot of people I if that's going to happen though Houston's offensive line even with their trade for Larry Tunsell is not going to to solve all their issues along the line Uh, The Jaguars' defense, if they don't get back to their 2017 ways and Foles doesn't recapture his magic in Philly, that will be an issue. And then obviously the Colts just not being able to overcome uh, Andrew Luck's retirement. I think one big key here is uh, the backup quarterback spot. Um, We've seen with Mariota, he doesn't always stay on the field. and In past years, those games, including Week 17 last year, ended up costing Tennessee big time. I think Ryan Tannehill being able to fit into this offense and potentially, you know, have a spot start here or there if Mariota has a nagging injury and win a game when Tennessee really needs it that could be huge for them I do like how aggressive Mike Rabel is I do hope they get more aggressive on early downs though he's he's not afraid to go for it on fourth down but they still are really run heavy early on early downs and ends up with longer third downs for Mariota which uh, as we've talked about a few times here just isn't great uh, for any QB so we'll see what they can do. They have a tougher schedule. They, they face touch, tougher QBs, but I, I I kind of, you know, at this point you, with this division, we could have picked a name out of a hat and made an argument for them. And I just decided, you know what? Screw it. I think Tennessee does enough. And with, I think everyone's going to be kind of in the same, like six and 10 to nine and seven range. Uh, but I'll go with the Titans taking the division this year.
1: Well, there you go. So that's the team that I never switched to. And maybe my <laughs> problem is that I'm just too close. But, you know, yeah. Being in Nashville, maybe I'm just too close. And, you know, I'm one of those people because I know so much about the Titans that I just nitpick them to the point to where I'm just like, you know, I can't buy them. I can't believe them. I've seen them, you know, Seems as insane, an average. T- yeah. And I've seen them as an average team for all these years. And it's like, ugh, it's just hard to maybe pick them but to get over that hump but like you said even being average this year could win them the division and so that makes it harder to predict here's something else i'll say on the titans before i make my pick the titans could very well in my opinion open up zero and four they're at the browns they're at home against the colts they're at the jaguars they're at the falcons so to me if that's the case now i would expect them to win one of those games Um, I think 0-4, probably not going to happen. But you can realistically look at that and say there is a realistic chance that they could be 0-4. Sure, you could say that about other teams around the NFL, uh, but I don't necessarily love that front part of their schedule. The Mm -hmm. back part of their schedule is pretty difficult as well but there, there are some opportunities maybe somewhere in the middle, even though they are, you know, we, we talk about this division, they're going to play uh, teams from the AFC West, but they do get the Chargers and the Chiefs at home, so that is a luxury. For the Titans, so at least give them, uh, you know, opportunities there. Where you're playing the two worst teams in that division on the road, you're playing the two best teams in that division um, at home. And mm-hmm. spoiler alert, obviously, I don't think it's any surprise that we will talk about the Chiefs and the Chargers as the two best teams in the AFC West. But when you look at it from that standpoint, again, it's just with the Titans, it's it's for me, it's wanting to see them take that next step be more consistent, not have these quarterback situations and the problems that they've had, not knowing what we're going to get with Marcus Mariota. Um, are they going to you know feed Derrick Henry enough to where he can be that type of back that, that he was later in last season? I don't know. So that's why I ultimately changed my pick um, to the Colts. And, and that's one that we know is a very risky decision at this point because of the Andrew Luck effect and for me my biggest concern in in picking the Colts is the the mental part um, from from just having Andrew Luck retire it was so close to the season you had a team that had prepared for him knowing that that was going to be their focal point we knew that from an offensive perspective it was going to be all about Andrew Luck leading the way can the team recover mentally from that? Uh, can they overcome the stuff on the field? Where, again, we've mentioned this on the past podcast when we did the Andrew Luck one. Jacoby Brissett is not going to be able to do the exact same things Andrew Luck did. They, they're not going to maybe pull themselves out of situations late in games. where Whereas Andrew Luck could, could do certain things that you felt more confident in that. However i still think this is a quarterback friendly offense Mm -hmm. i i i as we said dylan we talked about jacoby percent in that andrew luck episode and if you haven't listened to that maybe it's a good point to stop go back listen to that come back to this one because there's a lot in there about the colts that could make you lean either way probably on this team um (laughs) but i do think that the system makes the transition easier and he's been in the system they know i mean he is the quarterback there are no other like they're not going to turn to brian hoyer it's not going to happen to me even though they just signed him you go this is now his team mm-hmm. and i think he's shown enough in the past to where he can at least keep them at a point to where they can win games um i like the defense i like some of the additions they made in the off season. I just think they have a variety of weapons on offense that that at least gives Brissett, too, some options there. You know, T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack had a good season. Um, You got Nakeem Hines in the passing game. There's Devin Funches is there now. We know about the tight ends. Uh, You got Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle. There's options. And so this is a team that was getting potential Super Bowl-level picks before Andrew Luck's retirement. I don't know that they're going to take a large enough step back to say that they are not even a team that can make the playoffs. I still think there's enough there for them to win this division. Although, Dylan, I will say this. I don't know that any of these teams, and like you said, we could have went Colts, Titans, Texans, Jaguars. I don't think any of these four teams are probably good enough at this point to win playoff games, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes this really hard to, to pick this division.
0: Yeah, I think with the Colts, you made a good point with the offense and just outside of quarterback. Obviously, the quarterback's the most important position on the field, but outside of quarterback, the strongest overall team in this division is the Colts. So that's the one thing uh, you have that going for you. Like you said, the QB friendly system. Uh, We saw what Brissette did and New England and uh, played quite well. So I think you make a strong argument. I again, uh, as we talked about, we've been switching our picks so much. You know, listening <laughs> to your argument now, I'm like, hmm, should I uh, switch mine back? But I'll well, stick. To well, my, how about this? Here's mine. a
1: question for you. <laughs> would you put, let's say, okay, would you put the Colts at number two in this division?
0: I. It would be really close between Indianapolis and Houston for me, and uh, that okay. makes it tough. Because at one point, I had the Jags as my division winner. Now I'm saying they're going <laughs> right. to finish fourth. Um, I i would i could i would probably still put houston just above indy i just think deshaun watson and what that whole team like uh, top talent wise can do would be the difference there um but the the football part of me when i start thinking about the depth of the colts and everything they can do and the different ways they can win uh makes me want to lean uh towards them so yeah again i i can convince myself really of any of these at the end of the day
1: well, and again, we, we talk about schedules. Here's the thing, too, with the Colts. We, we want to we talk about momentum. The Colts start off, as we know, they're at the Chargers. They're at the Titans. They're at home against the Falcons. They're at home against the Raiders. They're at the Chiefs. First five weeks. I mean, they're – you know, if you don't get off to a good start, I mean, there is – there's realistically a, a possible one and four there. I mean, that's not, you know, we're, we're talking about the Chargers, the Titans, the Falcons, and the Chiefs are all capable of beating the Colts. Now, the Raiders, I think, may have a, a tougher time, but we know the Raiders are going to be better, uh, even going on the road playing at Indianapolis. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that, again, schedules matter, and that's something where you look at it from a scheduling standpoint, maybe the Colts are, are a, you know, if they get off to a slow start, maybe they're not in his position now without Andrew Luck to where they're going to have the confidence to be able to, to, to run through some of those stuff. And they do have some, some tough games you mm-hmm. know, down the stretch that they play at the Steelers um i think they're at the saints so yeah i mean all right that's it let's just let's re-record this entire segment <laughs> let's uh, let's both pick different people let's pick the jags <laughs> and the texans that way we're covered because Every all i'm talking so, yeah. myself yeah i'm talking myself out of the colts now so i don't know no so so there you go look everything <laughs> we've said we've said it for this reason If you're someone who is banking on anyone with 100% certainty in this division, it's not going to happen. Do not bet on this division. (laughs) Yes, not at all. (laughs) Stay away from these games. Do not bet on the AFC South because there is a lot of unknowns here, and I could equally see, even though I was laughing about not picking the Titans when I was changing my pick, I could equally see all four of these teams winning the division, um, and that's why it is, without question, in my opinion, the toughest to predict of all of these ones uh, that we're going through here. So, all right we go from that to what i think is also a tough division but not to the level of the afc south when it comes to making a prediction now this division is tough from an on-field standpoint uh just because there could very well be a couple of super bowl pot you know caliber type of teams mm-hmm. here and that's the nfc south um you know dylan i i'll say this and and I'll just go ahead and get my pick because this is one that I went back and forth on quite a bit. Now, we talk about changing picks and all that, I changed this pick a couple times because I originally had the Atlanta Falcons as my pick in this division because, I, you know, you got a healthy defense – You've got a team you feel like that's going to be better. Uh, offensively, they're going to be more consistent. I, I think we getting with Dirk Cutter back, um, you know, they have opportunities there uh, to be really good, that they can be an explosive offense, that defense is back healthy. Uh, you, you feel really good about the Falcons, but I still went with the New Orleans Saints because on paper, they're as talented as anybody in the NFL. Um, they've got an offense that is just loaded, as we know. The Drew Brees thing is something that everybody talks about. You know, at some point, Drew Brees is going to have to take a big step back. I just don't think that's this year. I think the Saints are good enough to win this division. I think they're good enough to be in that Super Bowl conversation. Um, And and even though it was tough to, to pick between them and the Falcons, I ultimately went with the Saints.
0: It will come down to all those matchups, I think, between uh, the Saints, the Falcons, and then also you could throw the Panthers in there as a possible contender. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the division. Um yeah. When we, yeah, when I started thinking about this one, I start, I tried to kind of make arguments in my mind for the Falcons and Panthers, and there's a lot of good things we can say about both those teams, and we'll get to them a bit more later. But st- same as you, I, I couldn't get over what the Saints have. I, I don't think Drew Brees will regress. I think some of the things we concerns we had at the end of the year were more related possibly to an injury um, from a big hit he took on Thanksgiving. We talked about how his uh, ability to throw the deep ball at the end of the year... Uh, kind of fell off and I think that you know as long as he's healthy that shouldn't be a problem one big uh, thing the Saints also have going for them they have per Football Outsiders the 21st toughest schedule compared to the Falcons we talk about them as a threat at 7th so a lot tougher slate for Atlanta Uh, just worked out that way and I you know with what you you add Jared Cook here to an offense that you know you had a lot of names at receiver outside of Michael Thomas that uh, kind of were f- floating on your waiver wire um, boards and they weren't guys you'd really heard of but they're still somehow producing it uh, would seem like a new guy every week I think having one big uh, game changer kind of like Jared Cook outside of Michael Thomas will make a big difference for their passing game I don't think they're gonna take a step back with Mark Ingram gone I think Latavius Murray will fit right in he's gonna go from a minute Minnesota offensive line that does not stand up to what the Saints have. So, uh, if the secondary can take a jump, as it kind of did down the stretch after they got Eli Apple, you know, the defense played a lot better um, in some of those games at the end of the year, even when they, they lost the game to the Cowboys uh, and towards the end of the season. But the defense played much better that week. And I think uh, if their secondary takes a jump, they should be in the Super Bowl hunt once again. They're going to be one of those uh, two, three, four teams, you know, in the, a really stacked NFC that at the end of the day is going to have a shot to win it all and as much as I want to again one of the things the Falcons and Panthers could really make a you know a jump this year they I think both of those teams will be improved I just think the Saints are too good not to pick here
1: yeah I they're just again you have to go by what we we know and what we know is it's a team that that's got a lot of weapons back on both sides of the ball and um, like you said Latavius Murray I thought was a good point because I, look Latavius Murray is a talented back I mean we saw that even with when he was still with the Raiders and we think about it I mean he's He's very talented. I just don't know that he's necessarily been in situations where it's completely sort of um, you know, accentuated maybe his skill set. Now he's in a spot where he's in one of the best offenses in the NFL. I mean, he you know, they've got Alvin Kamara, but I think Latavius Murray is gonna be someone that, that they can lean on pretty well there because like we said, I think, you know, even with losing Mark Ingram, I feel like Latavius Murray maybe is someone and we can talk about it from a fantasy perspective and all that, but he may be someone that's really still maybe being kind of undervalued i think going into the season just because he is a a pretty talented back
0: yeah as you mentioned with the situations he's been in when we saw him in oakland when he was succeeding he that that offensive line for the raiders in 2016 was one of the better ones in the nfl at the time right there with the cowboys so yeah, I, I think, again, I don't th- Mark Ingram's a great player, but he did benefit from this offensive line. And this offensive line is, you know, top five in the NFL. And they, they should probably get more credit than they do for the success of this whole offense. We, t- we always talk about Breeze and Kamara and Thomas, but their offensive line kind of sets a table for everything this team does. They also throw a lot of quick passes, so that helps the offensive line out too. So, they you know, Sean Payton has a great system that really was firing on all cylinders last year. I think 2017, it was you saw the beginning of what this team could be Camara's rookie season and uh they really kind of took it to another level throwing on more first downs uh last season and ended up having one of the best third down rates in the NFL no surprise because they had one of the shortest uh, down uh, down and distances to go on those third downs so yeah I think uh this team with everything they have going for them I, it just it just could not find a way for me at, as I'm gonna make a so- solid pick I really just <laughs> could not go away from them
1: no, the most confidence was in the Saints, and that's what said I could make the case for the Falcons, but I could make more of a case for the Saints. Mm-hmm. And with the Panthers, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just sort of in a spot where I just don't I don't see it with them. I don't I don't think they're in that same tier as the Saints and the Falcons. But it's still going to be tough. And maybe I'm just basing that on the Cam Newton situation, and maybe not still being fully confident. Um, that he's going to be yeah. able to play the the entire season and be healthy uh, while he does it. I just maybe he's to a point now to where yes, he used to play through injuries and still be pretty good, but maybe we're at a, a situation now where. It's just taken such a toll that they could be in a situation where, hey, maybe they have those those issues the entire season, whereas last year they got off to that really good start. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we kind of see those inconsistencies result in, like we said, maybe being left out of the playoffs this year, but uh, we'll see when we get to the rest of our playoff picks uh, when it comes to the wild card and all that here in a few. But uh, we go from the NFC South where there's going to be a lot of points scored I think to another division where there's going to be a lot of points scored and that is the AFC West um all right Dylan to, I mean look I don't this isn't a shock by any means but it's going to come down to the Chiefs and the Chargers I'm going to let you take your pick I'll make my pick um but I don't really think anyone else out there has the Broncos or the Raiders uh, winning this division
0: if you have the Broncos winning you'd have to imagine a world where Vic Fangio kind of recreates what we saw in Chicago last year um, with their offense being run heavy and kind of relying on the defense so to carry them I think they'll be improved I think Denver's defense will was already quite good last year. I think they'll take another jump with Fangio. Uh, But yeah, at the end of the day, I picked the Chiefs, the Chargers. uh, Maybe I would have given them more consideration, but having Derwin James out for that long uh, this season, I, it's tough to imagine them, you know, he's the biggest part of their defense. He's Losing him is not going to be easy to replace. I know it wasn't easy to replace Joey Bosa, but this, this guy is someone that, you know, without him in the lineup, offenses are going to be able to pick apart some of the things in their secondary down the, uh, down the seams. And I, the Raiders... <laughs> we you want them to be better you think they'll be better uh, there's a lot of f- fun personalities on that team uh, but the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and as it's, it's simple as that for me I can't really get over just that combination what we saw with Mahomes and Reid last year it's not even that Reed, uh, Mahomes has to force the ball Reid puts him in so many posi- positions to succeed and when Mahomes does have to make a play he can so it's like the best of bo- both worlds you see a guy that can do off schedule stuff but also for the most part really does stay with in the offense, doesn't try to force things, and is really methodical, so Uh, I think the offense is not going to take a step back. You know, maybe Mahomes doesn't have 50-plus touchdowns again, but that doesn't mean they're not going to be scoring a ton of points. I think the defense will improve by hopefully stopping the run. That was their kryptonite, as we talked about in a previous episode in the AFC title game against the Patriots, where they just controlled the time of possession and completely uh, kept Mahomes off the field. That's the best way to beat the Chiefs. Not enough teams can do that. Usually they're down by two, three scores by the time they've really uh, woken up. So had to go with Kansas City here.
1: Well, I think it would be surprising to me if the Chiefs, you know, week one, they're at Jacksonville. Wouldn't be surprising to me if the Chiefs come out a little bit slow in a game like that because we mentioned the Jags their defense should be better. We hope it's going to yeah. be better. Um, they want so revenge went... from
0: last year too. Jacksonville exactly. got blown out the, where the defense yep. got shredded in Kansas City, so that's going to be a big game for them.
1: See, and that's what I said. I, I could see. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to pick the Jaguars to win that game, but I could see a situation where. Maybe that's one all of a sudden people start panicking on the Chiefs because they lose in week one at the Jags. Um, I would not panic. They're, they're my pick. I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs uh, because, like you said, all the different things you mentioned. And, look, they now – I mean, their offense is what it is. I'd be surprised if Patrick Mahomes isn't the MVP for a second straight year. I just think he's that good, and he plays in an offense that just meshes so well with what he does. Um, their defense should be better. Steve Spagnuolo in there now. Um, he's an experienced guy. I think they'll they'll make some strides there. And it does come down to the rest of the division. I think the Chargers can be pretty good. I don't think the Chargers can be a great team, um, especially not knowing now with the Melvin Gordon situation. I like Austin Eckler. I like Justin Jackson. But, I mean, look, Melvin Gordon is still Melvin Gordon. And not knowing exactly what's going to happen there, I think there maybe leaves a little more question marks with the Chargers. And you always kind of have those injury concerns uh, with that team as well. We've seen that uh, in the past and maybe that's something where where that kind of rears its ugly head again with the chargers but the chiefs are the pick and again it's i mean look that their schedule's not easy either though and kind of looking at the Chiefs' schedule especially maybe later on in the season and hey they've got the they've got the nfc north um and we'll talk about the nfc north here in a minute but there's some good teams in there mm-hmm. and you know i mean you've got the packers but the, the, luckily they get the packers and the vikings at home uh, they're at the bears later in the season of course they're at the patriots later in the season as well uh, but still not not necessarily easy but the chiefs are the best pick here just because they do with an improved defense they can be the total package um and, and have an opportunity uh, to go a long way in the playoffs uh here this season But let's go ahead and transition into the NFC North because I will say, I mean, you can compare it with some of these others, but this was maybe the the toughest one for me to pick for for a different reason than the AFC South, just because I think you've got three teams at the top here. Sorry, Detroit. Um, But (laughs) you're not included in this group because it could be a long season for you, even though I honestly don't think the Lions are a terrible team, but they are playing in a division where I think you've got three teams that you could legitimately make a case for to say, I could see one of those three teams winning the NFC. The problem, as we know, is that only one team can do that. And in all likelihood, it's very possible that one of these three teams are left out of the playoffs. And both of you and I, Dylan, are going to talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Um, That's going to be a point of contention for a lot of people because – that is the likelihood um, that one of these three, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers are not going to make the playoffs. Um, certainly it's possible. We, we've seen situation before. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. It could be tough. And that's why you're going to see a lot of different picks, probably looking around at all the different predictions thus far in the preseason i've seen the most variety with this division uh and dylan i'll let you go first here because i do not disagree with your pick this was the one i had um (laughs) i lean back and forth between these two teams uh the one that i ultimately picked and with this particular team uh and maybe that third team is the one i left out
0: yeah I went with the Green Bay Packers. I could have made an argument, as you mentioned, for either of the other teams. And real quick on one of the points you just made, I mean, as much as we talk about how strong this division is only one team from the nfc north made the playoffs last year in the bears the vikings and packers obviously both missed the postseason i so i I went with the packers just because of my own excitement for what's going to happen with aaron Rodgers in this offense this year i think there may be some growing pains early in the year maybe they'll uh, lose week one to the bears in a couple days here we'll get to our picks for that those games coming up uh for week one but at over the course of the season i really think that the floor's offense is going to make things easier for Rodgers, and uh the, the, you know i think just a fresh start for him is going to be a huge thing i think their um defense though at the end of the day when i when i was trying to make an argument for them over the vikings and bears obviously two great defensive units i think the packers defense especially in the secondary should be much improved but one of the biggest stats that stood out to me was about their additions for the pass rush so l- last season they got pressure for every 12.3 rush attempts now they add two guys in Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith who last year produced pressure on every 7.7 rush attempts that's a huge jump and I think it's something that with their secondary and they're very opportunistic a lot of guys that want to jump routes you add Adrian Amos you're stealing one of the Bears best defensive backs and adding it to your own uh, defensive backfield I think if they can get some pressure for some throws especially against uh, we've seen Kirk Cousins struggle with pressure we've seen Mitchell Biskey, when things break down you know he's a guy that we'll talk about the Bears in a bit you really want to see him take a jump as as much as Matt Nagy can kind of mitigate things with his offense I I think the Packers overall strength will kind of show this year I want to see Aaron Jones become an Alvin Kamara light I don't think that's you know fair to him but I think if you think about the hype from Packer fans at least in their uh, opinion of Aaron Jones he's going to be uh, one of the better fantasy players on this team At the end of the day, all three teams, I think it comes down right down to the wire. Another factor that really helped me pick the Packers here, I went to some of these matchups. We talk about the NFC North facing this division and that division, but they also have a couple matchups that are based on where they finished uh, in the division last year. So Green Bay finished third in the NFC North. So that gives them matchups against the Panthers and 49ers rather than the Bears you get them having to face the Saints and Rams the Vikings having to face the Falcons and Seahawks just the, the I think those games as much as you know we can talk about the Panthers and 49ers maybe contending for wild card bursts or even their divisions if everything went right I think that's what's going to be the difference here and I think Green Bay you know it's going to come down to the last couple weeks and maybe they just pull it out by a game I just I, I believe in what's happening with Aaron Rodgers and this offense I think it's going to be a lot of fun I still think the other two teams are going to be great, but you had to pick one, and I went with Green Bay.
1: <laughs> well, I will admit, this is maybe one of those picks where I feel like I'm reaching a little bit, but I do think there is a, a an argument to be made for this team. Um, and and I'll, go, I'll try to go through it, But because I like you said, I can see it three different ways here. I could probably pick one of these three teams and feel okay, but I do think probably more than, than any other division, I'm maybe going further out on a limb here. Although, I've looked around. I've seen people pick this team to to win the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, so maybe it's not that much of a reach, but but I don't know. Like, it still feels like it because of what you're comparing them against. Um, And my pick is the Vikings. Um, And I, I love the defense. And just knowing, you know, a Mike Zimmer type of team, how he wants to play, I think he's got the defense. To do exactly what he wants to do. And you combine those two things together. And, and for me, that makes it feel like the Vikings are going to be a really tough team to get steady offense going against. And just I mean that their defense is a veteran group, that they've got what they need to be really successful on defense. However, when I think about that, I also realize that by making this pick, I am banking on Kirk Cousins versus you banking on Aaron Rodgers. Um, there's a difference. (laughs) And so... That is a concern, and admittedly, I think for anyone that that picks the Vikings to win this division, that is a concern, because we have seen Kirk Cousins be really good. We have seen Kirk Cousins be really bad, and whereas, like you said, with someone like Aaron Rodgers, we don't see the bad. We don't see the really bad parts of that. You, you see now, maybe although he is transitioning into a new system, you still have a Hall of Fame quarterback leading the way, whereas with the Vikings... You know the the jury is still out on Kirk Cousins, uh, even with this contract. But I think that he is now in a, a spot to where he can be more consistent. I really believe the addition of Gary Kubiak is a huge part of this because you have someone who's had success, as we know, uh, working with guys. You know, like Kirk Cousins, being able to get the, the most out of some of these guys and just being able to help maybe tweak some of those things that holds someone back at that quarterback position. Having him involved now is really going to help. And so, look, I just – they have the weapons on offense. I don't think anyone would deny that. I mean, when you look at their offense – with Dalvin Cook, with Stefan Diggs, with Adam Thielen, uh, Kyle Rudolph still there. You know, they've got Irv Smith, a guy who's going to come in. I mean, Kirk Cousins has no shortage of people to throw to. Uh, it's just staying consistent is going to be the big thing. And, again, you're banking on him making enough strides to where they can, you know, maybe they don't have to score 30 points a game because that defense is going to be really good. Here's another issue with the Vikings, and I'm just pointing this out. I'm not trying to change my pick. I'm just I'm trying to point out the potential flaws in this pick because I can see them. I can see them, uh, especially with this particular one, but I do think the upside is there enough to where, ultimately, I decided to go with them. Here are the games they will play on the road this season. They're at the Packers. They're at the Bears. They're at the Giants. They're at the Lions. They're at the Chiefs. They're at the Cowboys. They're at the Seahawks. They're at the Chargers. Aside from playing at the Giants and at the Lions, those are six really tough road games. Um, If you're going to be a great team, if you're going to be a team that can make strides, be a Super Bowl team like some people have picked them to be, you've got to find a way to win some of those road games. Um, And it's going to be very challenging, I think, to do. And so that's where we're going to find out with this team can they win some of these games and really dylan i think that week one game against the falcons is huge because Mm -hmm. if they're able to to get off to you know good momentum there build some momentum going into that that week two game at the packers if you can somehow win both of those games then you put yourself in a good position for the vikings um and maybe you know have an opportunity to, to have a special season because i just think from a talent standpoint They've got it all except for there's still some concerns with that offensive line. I'll give them that. Yeah. It's a it's better, but there are still concerns. I, I don't know that they just they do have a lot of talent though, and that's why I think you could make the case for them just as you could the Packers, just as you could the Bears
0: yeah I mean the old adage is that defense travels better than offense so that will help them in some of those road games Uh, still with their defense when I started thinking about both these teams I I couldn't in the back of my head I still remembered some of these games last season where you're thinking this Minnesota Vikings defense it's one of the top groups in the NFL and there are certain games where they showed that but then you had them get lit up by you know a Rams offense that lit up most teams you saw them get lit up by the Bears in week 17 when they're playing for a playoff spot you know with, with the Eagles so uh Yeah, I have concerns there. I I love the continuity. I think Mike Zimmer will respond, um, and I think that defense will be strong. And you you did bring up the offensive line. That's one thing. If they can mitigate how long they have third downs, that's the one thing with Cousins. When guys pin their ears back, he's someone that struggles with pressure, especially through the interior. I think we saw at the end of the year, other than that Week 17 game under uh, Kevin Stefanski, and now you talk about Gary Kubiak, they started being a little more aggressive on those early downs, getting in better positions for Cousins to succeed. We saw him play well in some of these road games. Now, he, we talk about him losing so many times to winning uh, teams with winning records, and he's acknowledged that as well, but he performed well uh, in that loss to the Rams. He was, you know, in the first half really going toe-to-toe with Jared Goff. Um, you know, in Seattle, they had a, a loss later in the season where he didn't play so well on the road, and that's a tough place to be, so... Uh, there's a lot of things you can see about the Vikings and uh, I'll talk about them a bit when we get to the wild card area in terms of uh, you know like they're a team that easily could be in the Super Bowl but at the end of the day there's so many teams in this NFC as we've talked about (laughs) it's going to come down to those games like that week one game that you mentioned with them and the Falcons at the end of the year I think we're going to see whoever sneaks in to win some of these tougher divisions and then ultimately grabs the wild cards they're probably going to be the teams that have better records against their competition right on that kind of edge of are you going to get in are you going to get out so Uh, two really huge early games as you mentioned Uh, same for the Packers obviously going against the Bears and Vikings week one and two so we'll get to see what these teams are made of real early Uh, and I yeah I just uh, you know I already went over kind of what I see with the Packers and I think you you know like you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins are different cases I still think Kirk Cousins is probably better than some of his uh, some people will tell you on Twitter but Mm -hmm. I (laughs) I Uh, I still, at the end of the day, had to go with Green Bay. Uh, and just watch the Bears win now, Blake. We'll see what <laughs> <That's>
1: likely <laughs> yeah, well, what will we'll, happen now. <laughs> we'll get to the Bears in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be one of the more exciting divisions to watch. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, you've got uh, just, I mean, defenses. You've got some really good defenses here. But, man, you've got some you've got some offenses that can be really good, too, uh, mm-hmm. if everything comes together. So I have no problem with you picking the Packers. And like I said, I could easily poke holes in me picking the Vikings. But I'll take the chance here on them. Uh, because I do feel like maybe they have a bounce-back season here and start to get things together uh, there in Minnesota. Uh, Another division that is equally, for me, is pretty tough to predict because you've got three teams there that people look at and say – Uh, you could make the case for three of these teams i'd probably lean more towards two of them um, but you could certainly put the third in there and we'll talk about these uh, teams because i know dylan once again you and i are have different picks on this one um and i will just give you mine off the the top as much as we've talked about the browns i am going to lean on the pittsburgh steelers here we mentioned bounce back seasons with someone like the vikings i'll take a chance on the steelers having a bounce back season you know defense to me I think they've got some versatility there there's a lot of different things they can do on defense Um, and I'll always kind of look at a team like that as you mentioned defense travels a team that that can do some different things on defense play different uh, sort of schemes and styles I like that that possibility with this particular Steelers team of course, you're going to have concerns now that Antonio Brown isn't there, and you. we've all seen everybody talk about Juju. Um, is he going to be able to step up, be a great receiver? Dylan, you mentioned in one of our previous episodes, you think he's going to be able to. I think he's going to be able to to really you know, be a star now and have the opportunity uh, to have a, a really, really productive year this year. Um, the, the same, honestly, sort of goes with James Conner. I know there's a lot of people who've been sort of picking him apart in terms of, you know, maybe the, that he's not going to be able to step up necessarily in the role that he stepped into last year. I just think that the guy is someone that is made for the Steelers in terms of just the way he plays and how they can use him in a multiple different ways. I, I mean, you know, he can run. They'll use him in the passing game. You know, we we kind of mentioned maybe having a backfield by committee there. I still think James Conner's the guy. Mm-hmm. I think that you know he can be someone that, as we saw, stepped in in Le'Veon Bell's absence, did a lot of good things for that team maybe i just trust the steelers more even though they were a hard team to trust last year Uh, maybe i trust them more than their counterparts when we talk about the browns and the ravens but uh, this is another one that like we say we can make the case for several teams here i ultimately went with the steelers but i know you went with someone else
0: I felt compelled to say Pittsburgh too and when you think about the organizational strength and uh, reliability uh, you can't blame me there and there's a lot of great things and I'll talk about them a bit more when we get down to the wild card section but I went I gave I gave into the hype Blake I I went with the Cleveland Browns uh, really my first point I just want to see a home playoff game in Cleveland I think the, the atmosphere of that it would be as if it was you know three afc title games mixed in the one even if it's just the wild card (laughs) round i want to see that but i I do think as i've mentioned on other podcasts i think the browns have the talent to live up to this hype the one question that uh, i've brought up before and uh, you've seen a lot of other people bring up before is their offensive line obviously uh, trading kevin zeitler in the uh obj trade and then you have greg robinson who you know bounced back had a pretty good year we saw the browns cut him and then re-sign him just as a kind of a Fun uh, thing to kind of work out the, the money on his deal. Uh, if he can protect Mayfield, and we, we know that Mayfield is a guy that can improvise quite well, but if he can really solidify the back end, uh, then other teams are in trouble. They have too much talent at receiver, too much talent uh, running back uh, Baker already, as we saw, you know, splits going from Hugh Jackson's offense into Freddie Kitchen's offense were uh, astronomical. The dude was a different man. I Like, it was crazy. It was so fun to watch them last season at the end of the year. And I think they're only going to take bigger steps with more talent and with Todd Munkin coming in and what he's been able to do uh, is when he was in Tampa Bay with, you know, some quarterbacks that are not Baker Mayfield. So. I, I, I you know compelled again about the Steelers and I think the Ravens I've seen uh, people on Twitter that are you know respected guys that are picking the Ravens to even win or be the number one seed in the AFC so you know both these there's a ton of competition just like the NFC North I think one big thing too to look at though with the Browns this is a team last year that you know almost was over 500 uh, and the second half of the year much better last year they had the third toughest schedule in the NFL this year they have the 10th easiest it starts tough but this is a team that if they weather the storm, really the second half of their schedule bodes quite well for them. I think for me, the defense put me over the edge, too, with what we're going to see with Miles Garrett, Olivia Vernon and Sheldon Richardson. That group up front is going to be an absolute force and kind of uh, similar to what I, the point I made about the Packers secondary. I think very opportunistic and a team that's going to feast from a pass rush, all of it together. Uh, again you could make great arguments for the other teams i just gave into the hype and i'm so excited to watch the browns week <laughs> in and week out it's going to be a lot of fun um and i yeah, just can't wait for their first game against the titans
1: yeah I, another like we said we, we look at this division and uh you mentioned from a scheduling standpoint you've probably got to feel pretty good if you're someone in the afc north because they have the nfc west which as we mentioned uh, not knowing necessarily what you're going to get from the Cardinals and the 49ers, um, you know, you don't really know what you're getting from either one of those teams. And then you look at the AFC East where aside from the Patriots, um, you know, the top three teams yep. in this division feel like they can beat, you know, the, the bottom three teams in the AFC East. So at least you give yourself some, you know, some chances there. And like you said, too, I mean, the Browns start off at home against the Titans, which is one of those teams, you know, just one of those those other teams thrown into the schedule. And, and that's a good place to be in, I think, right off the bat because we don't necessarily know what we're getting from the Titans. And with the Browns, like we said, you feel like they're going to be out, especially in week one, with something to prove. Mm-hmm. And, and so that puts them in a good spot. I do like the, the way they open up those first two games at home against the Titans at the Jets. Like you said, though, it does get a little tougher in those next two with the Rams and the Ravens on the schedule. But, yeah, I, I could make the case. And to be honest with you, I started my picks off, and we've we've kind of been thinking about this now for, for about a week in terms of just making our notes and all that. I started with the Ravens. They were the first team I had winning this division. I changed it. Through the Browns and then ultimately I wound up with the Steelers so um that that shows you just for full disclosure that shows you kind of where our confidence level this is on some of these
0: yes. <laughs> tough choices um
1: don't don't think just because we pick a team to win that means we are 100% confident in winning that division that is not the case aside from probably the AFC East um so th- th- there's a lot of you know potential ways this could go and, and you can see The talent that the Browns have and if everything comes together I could certainly see the Browns you know I've said this before winning multiple games in the playoffs having an opportunity uh, to really put together you know a historic season there in Cleveland but I will stay with the Steelers and just kind of lean on them uh, to have their bounce back year maybe less distractions now uh you know I I will say this though maybe let's let's jump into this real quick Ben Roethlisberger um, we, we mentioned Cam Newton, you know, being in a situation where he's just been beaten up a lot and we've seen the injury situations there. And going back to the Steelers real quickly, Dylan, I, you know, with Berger, that is a concern for me in terms of picking them because, you know, he's not the quarterback he once was. Um, you still feel like he's a really good quarterback, but I will say that there could maybe be some concerns there. Um, you feel like the offensive line is going to do a pretty good job protecting him, yep. but maybe that's something, too, for people who don't pick the Steelers. Um, looking at him, maybe wondering, okay, do we, do we start to see you know, him going backwards a bit there? Maybe that's something that will caution people uh, or keep them away from picking the Steelers uh, like I did.
0: Yeah I think yeah in terms of what he's able to do I yeah we've talked previously about um, you know the game in Oakland last year where you know he's making some big mistakes he threw a pick at the end of the Denver game he just there was certain moments last year where the Steelers you know a couple of things go their way different bounces this is a team that's in the playoffs and no one's you know has any concern about them they would have made what four or five straight uh, playoff appearances but uh, yeah, the offensive line I think is a big thing, as you mentioned. I think that's what's really going to help, help. You know, Big Ben is a guy that has over the years uh, taken a ton of hits, and we've seen certain moments where it seems like he's fading. Then he has another huge game, like he did, you know, in their loss to the Saints last year, um, and he played pretty well, even though it was a low-scoring affair with the Patriots. So I don't have maybe as many concerns with Big Ben. I'll talk a bit more about um, the, the Steelers in a bit, but I, I i also am concerned i know you know we've talked about devin bush and how great we think he can be and their yep. defensive line is strong i still have concerns about the back end of their secondary um and i i think that was one thing at the end of the year and you know, especially the charger game in the towards the middle of the season where uh they were winning big and just could not stop anything los angeles I almost said san diego man uh <laughs> los angeles did there so I yeah the Steelers a team that is not perfect and they but they do have so much talent at certain positions and I think one big thing will be if James Washington or one of these other receivers of Moncrief more Mm -hmm. likely though James Washington I'd say if he can emerge and kind of fill that Juju role let's put Juju into the AV role now and you know they don't need to be exact carbon copies but if they if James Washington can put up a big season I think that'll be huge with they're able to do in the passing game um but yeah again at the end of the day it's all about if
1: Big Ben can stay Big Ben yep vance mcdonald should get a lot of uh a lot of attention oh, too yeah. on that offense uh, no doubt I th- you know and it does he's got some options to work with even though they do lose antonio brown uh their their offense will look different but uh they they've got some some weapons that's for sure all right we wrap up our, our division picks uh with one that that maybe is among the toughest only between two teams here you're not going to see uh the washington redskins or the new york giants getting any picks uh, in the nfc east but <laughs> uh it is going to come down to the cowboys and the eagles and Uh, any other you know formula any other uh way that things turn out would be very surprising because those seem to be two of the best teams not just in the nfc but possibly in the nfl which is going to make uh, some of our wildcard picks in a minute here seem very interesting um but uh, without giving away too many spoilers dylan i'll let you go ahead and make your pick for the nfc east and i'll get to mine
0: my yeah my pick is the philadelphia eagles i've uh, if you've listened to the previous podcast you can tell i'm very bullish on them uh, you know just starting out I'll, we've talked a lot about strength of schedule and i think it is a big thing that maybe should deserve more attention with we, how we see some of these teams pan out by the end of the year they uh, projected by football outsiders that have the third easiest schedule this is a team that last year when uh, I've already again talked about how when Carson Wentz is on the field they won 10 out of 11 uh, early down success rate battles still lost a number of those games that's likely to uh, trend up just as we go to the mean this is a team that I think also we look at last year by the end of the year it was it was incredible we, with all the injuries they had in the secondary they really were able to put it together and they relied somewhat on their on their defensive line but even the guys that filled in on the secondary really battled. You saw those games in the playoffs against the saints and bears where they were balling out and uh, they're going to have so much depth. It, uh, as, as I've said before, I think this is the, one of the deepest teams in the NFL. I, I think for sure in the NFC, in my mind, um, as much as I want to be excited about the Cowboys with Kellen Moore, opening things up a bit more, we're, we're seeing all these rumors about, you know, Zeke likely, um, g- closing out his deal soon. So they should have everything clicking together. They have a ton of great, de- uh, players on defense and I've talked though again about the these regression of one score games and how the Cowboys won nine games last year by one score that's probably not going to happen for their sake you hope they're winning games by more than one score more often Um, but I I just too high on the Eagles to you know with the schedule they have with the talent they have it's going to come down as we've mentioned before to the quarterback and Wednesday on the field and we haven't seen him stay Um, Healthy for an entire season, the last few years, I think he's gonna, you know, have built back more strength in that leg after uh, being two years off the ACL tear, and I think we kind of forget how when he was healthy in 2017, he was the MVP uh, favorite, you know, over Tom Brady that year. And that, the Eagles were, you know, before he got injured, everyone assumed they were going to be in the Super Bowl or at least in the NFC title game. Then he goes down and they still have so much strength on their roster. I still think they have that depth. I still think their offensive line is great. I still think their uh, defensive front is absolutely frightening. And, yeah, I, I had to go with the Eagles here. It just was, uh, for me, the one pick that is, we talk about it being tough and the, how tough the Cowboys are. I still, there was never a moment for me where I doubted that I would pick Philly here
1: well that was not the case for me um i i went back and forth on this one quite a bit uh, but ultimately went with you i went with the eagles uh, to win this division i just you mentioned all the different things you can look at as the strengths of this team i just like the overall makeup of this team better than i do the cowboys and i do think both teams have the benefit of scheduling and and there are some some positive scheduling wise for both of those teams uh, especially in the nfc's given the the, the divisions they're going to play against but you know i just the eagles have that they do seem like that total package they're a team that that has kind of everything you want you assume carson wentz is going to be the carson wentz uh, that we've seen kind of at his height um, and if that's the case there's just too much to like I think Doug Peterson is just a tremendous coach everybody mm-hmm. kind of has, has jumped on that train now that they won a Super Bowl but really you know I, I really he, he's just fantastic in terms of what he can do and you know they had some problems last year we know and the running back situation too uh, you know that's something we've talked about a lot in terms of how many running backs that they use and all this sort of stuff but to me that's a good problem to have i mean you know you have miles sanders there now um they've got some options here and they they just there's a lot of versatility i love teams that, that are versatile that, that have a lot of different strengths certainly the eagles uh have that and, and they have an opportunity uh, to win a lot of games this season so they would be my pick as well uh and that's probably dylan a good way to transition into our wildcard picks in the nfc yep. so we have went through all the divisions uh we've got to find a couple more teams to put in the playoffs here plenty of choices boy this was tough and uh you know i we're, we're both gonna have a team that that we are completely wrong about and it could be multiple <laughs> teams i mean honestly more than likely it's gonna be multiple teams um and i'll be honest with you as we've gone through this podcast i have been tempted to change one of my wildcard picks but i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna stick with what i had on paper um i'm gonna let you go first though because then that'll give me time if i want to change it (laughs) then i at least have a couple minutes that i can make my mind up but i don't necessarily there is one team here in the wild cards that you and i both are going to have in common but like you said, you, you could, man, you could be wide open on a lot of these picks. Um, I don't think we're really going wrong with any of these picks. The problem no. is that only so many teams can make the playoffs, and it's, it's just hard to fit everyone in uh, when we look at the, the way things are on paper because there there could be a lot of really good teams in the NFC um, because it's just, man, some of these teams are getting a lot better. So without any further ado, let's jump into your uh, wildcard picks for the NFC.
0: Yeah initially I had two different teams than the ones I ended up picking (laughs) and neither of them were the Vikings so I'm gonna feel really stupid when the Vikings win the Super Bowl so (laughs) Um, I went with the uh, Bears and Falcons at the end I I still think as much as I talked about Chicago a bit um, with the Packers winning that division I still think the Bears have so much strength Uh, even though you lose Vic Fangio I think their defense is still going to be a force I think Matt Nagy and Trubisky can take another step. I'm excited to see what David Montgomery can do. Obviously, they lock up Cody Whitehair. This this is a team that's still going to run the ball a lot. Still going to you know try to you know get into third and shorts for Trubisky to do some things. Um, I I just I, I wanted to pick the Vikings. I wanted to pick uh, two other teams that I did think about were the Panthers and Cowboys, which I'll get to those in a sec. But with the Bears, I just I knew I felt like I was going to regret not putting them. I. I um, and I'll let you talk a bit about that <laughs> in a second here. Um, and then, yeah, with the Falcons, we've talked about on previous podcasts and then here a bit, uh, you know, their secondary immediately early in the year, had a, t- uh, two injuries up to safety that where they lost guys a whole year. Deion Jones missing most of the season. I think getting him back is one huge key. I think there's uh, overall health, uh, you know, for a team on the back end that maybe isn't as deep as we saw Philly able to kind of overcome some of those things last year. I think having Devonta Freeman healthy, again, will help with their red zone performance and some of the things that we've seen over the last couple of years. Because Matt Ryan, again, last year had, you know, very similar numbers to his MVP campaign uh, from a few years back. Yet, you know, they went 7-9. So I, I just... When I think of the Falcons' offense, I think they're going to be great. I think if they improve in the in the red zone, even to you know maybe in the top half of teams, and their defense takes a jump, I think they're going to be able to get it done at the end of the year. Now that means I'm leaving out the Vikings, the Cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys, <laughs> yeah. and then also the Panthers. The Panthers, I had them on here. I. I thought about you know as you kind of touched on for a sec how strong they looked on offense early in the year last year when they had everything clicking with north turner um and cam newton healthy i i was starting to give into that then i looked kind of at their schedule and then i looked at you know the idea of camp staying fully healthy and i just i couldn't trust it as much as i i kind of trust what the bears have uh another team that's maybe a little top heavy with you know not the deepest team as we've touched on in previous podcasts again but Um, you know, yeah, the Cowboys are the one that is probably going to sting the most when they go 13 and three and, uh, you know, beat out the Eagles or at least get into a wild card spot. I think that they're a team that I, I am more excited for them than I was going into last year, and they made the playoffs last year. Now, I it's just a testament, I think, to the overall strength of this whole conference how you know it's just not going to work out for a few teams and i'm not saying the cowboys are going to are going to be bad at all i think they're going to be a team that's going to be in contention down the stretch i just think they're going to fall a game or two short
1: well you mentioned regretting possibly leaving the bears out and then you're going to regret leaving the cowboys out well i'm leaving both of them out um (laughs) so clearly i have a lot of regrets here um and look the more i think about this there's a ripple effect here By picking the Vikings to win the NFC North, I put myself in a position where I was ultimately going to leave the Bears and the Cowboys out because I didn't feel like I could leave my two wildcard teams out, and that's the Packers and the Falcons. Um, Maybe with a little bit more dissection of the schedules, I do think leaving the Cowboys out is going to be the most glaring problem here <laughs> with my picks. Um, because if you look at the Cowboys' schedule, it is pretty, a lot of the way. Um, and so, leaving the Cowboys out, and we're not the only ones that are doing that. I think you look around, there there are other people that, that not necessarily um, feel like the Cowboys are going to be a bad team. But again, it's by virtue of having to leave some teams out. Uh, when you feel strongly about the Eagles, it puts the cowboys in a spot where okay you 're having to compare them against the the packers the the bears the Falcons, the Vikings, all these other teams, like we said. And we know every year there's someone maybe that, that is a big surprise that doesn't make it. Um, there's someone that's a big surprise maybe that does make it. Uh, and so I, like you, I just there there's so much that I like about the Falcons, and, and it put me in a spot where I just could not leave them out. I think they're going to be a lot better. As I mentioned earlier, I think that offense is going to be a lot more consistent now. Um, they can be very explosive on offense. And the problem is people forget – I mean, the expectations for the Falcons last year with a, a healthy defense, there were very high expectations. And now when you get a lot of your healthy defensive guys back, um, I mean, they were just so decimated last year. But, but now if you can keep everyone healthy, I think the Falcons can be really good. And, and I think they could be a team that, that wins, you know, a couple games in the playoffs. I think they could be that good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like we said, the problem is that you're having to, to beat out the Saints for the division, who is a team uh, that is certainly a Super Bowl contender. And with the Packers, it, it is the Aaron Rodgers effect. When I ultimately decided to maybe reach a little bit uh, than most people would in picking the Vikings to win the division, it's just hard to keep the packers out because i I do just like the falcons i think they're going to be a lot better and those are the two teams you and i have talked about a lot here on these first couple of podcasts Is the packers and the falcons just feeling like how much better they're going to be and and so leaving the falcons out just was not something that i was willing to do and as i've got on my notes uh for both of those teams if you're the falcons feed aaron jones if you're the you know i mean excuse me if you're the packers feed aaron jones if you're the Falcons, feed Julio Jones. It's like just just get the Joneses the ball, and and you're gonna have a chance to make the playoffs. And just with those two teams, I feel like they just their offenses can be so good. They're better on defense. I'm gonna take the chance in picking those two as my my picks. But boy, the more I look at this, leaving out the Bears, it's tough because really the only reason, Dylan, I'm leaving the Bears out. Is because of Trubisky. I don't know that there's going to be enough progression there with their mm-hmm. offense. We we mentioned the hype around, um, you know, David Montgomery, him stepping in and being able to to kind of take over that role. There's some things to like, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, that's the reason I leave the, the, the Bears out. As much as I like that defense, they're still going to be really good. Are they going to be as good as they were last year? I don't know, uh, but they're still going to be really really good.
0: Mm-hmm much tougher schedule too for chicago i know you had made a note and so yeah last year they were 31st i think it ended up being uh they had the second easiest schedule that that means and then they're going to the third toughest this year projected by football outsiders completely the opposite of the cowboys at (laughs) 27 projected strength of schedule so maybe i'll be the one maybe i'm not regretting the falcons pick maybe i'll be regretting the bears pick over the cowboys here
1: uh, I, I don't know. The more I think about it, it's like the Cowboys one is going to be the one that we're talking about because it's just – but, you know, there, there's always one of those teams. You, you take a chance, you leave out. I don't know. With the Cowboys, as much as we've seen drama kind of be a main thing with the Cowboys, just think about the kind of year it could be uh, with Jason Garrett, you know, being in a position where Jerry Jones is just – I mean, he's waiting. He is waiting to make that move. If things go south – Uh, This could be a wild year for the Cowboys, but the talent's there. I'm laughing about it because, I mean, I could easily pick the Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl, but yet I have them out of the playoffs. That just shows you (laughs) where things are at in the NFC. Uh, It's it's wild, it's crazy, but it's a strong conference, and – I guess the Cowboys are going to be the team for both of us that uh, we do not have in the playoffs. And that would probably be different uh, from a lot of people. But like I said, I have seen many others too that have left the Cowboys out, Uh, not because they're a bad team, but because there's just nowhere to put them uh, when you compare them to some of the other teams that you're going against. So we will officially now be known as the anti-Cowboys podcast podcast. (laughs) Um, As we make our transition into the AFC, uh, where I don't necessarily think, Dylan, these are are big surprises because it does feel like the AFC, um, we've mentioned maybe the weaknesses of of a couple of those different divisions, that to me makes this a little bit easier to predict, and I'll, I'll start with mine. I've got the Browns and the Chargers. Um, I don't think there's much at all that separates the Browns and the Steelers in the AFC North. Ultimately, I went with the Steelers to win the division. I think it's a situation where basically, you know, they either finish with the same record and the Steelers, you know, have the the, the tiebreaker or whatever, or there's a game that separates those two. I just think they're very close mm-hmm. um, to, to doing that. Even though I was high on the Ravens at one point, I think maybe they're a little bit of a, a slight step behind both the Browns and the Steelers there. And then with the Chargers. I think the Chargers could take a slight step back as well, but, but the problem is I don't love the AFC South. I don't love any of those teams as wild card teams. Um, I don't love the AFC East, of course. I don't think that the, you know, the Jets would be the one maybe people would point to. I just don't think they're in a position yet to where they're a wild card team. And certainly I couldn't say that about the Bills or the Dolphins. So by process of elimination you know it just feels like you put a you put the chargers in there and because i do think the chargers are better than the ravens and maybe you know those are the two teams you're ultimately picking against here so the browns and the chargers for me feels like whereas i had my my concerns my possible regrets i don't think either one of these i'm going to regret because i do see both of these teams making it into the playoffs whether that is for the browns possibly as the division winner or you know hey you could see the chargers winning the afc west if everything goes according to plan so these feel like the, the two strongest teams there for me in my wild card spots.
0: Yeah, mine are similar because obviously we had opposite picks in the AFC North title race yeah. and now we have here you picking the Browns and me going to the Steelers. The Steelers I've been pretty bullish on in a lot of these podcasts and just overall I think they're going to be a really strong team and one I, as I said, I considered a uh, quite a bit to win their division I have them getting the five seed and then for the six seed was much tougher maybe for me than it sounds like it was for you I I have <laughs> the Chargers I went back and forth with them and the Ravens mostly I did think about the Texans too as I you know said a lot of things that are critical of Houston and what they've done um you know they get Laramie Tunsil to kind of help sure up their left tackle spot but I don't think it solves all their problems in the offensive line now I mean we've seen Deshaun Watson overcome that and when he's on the field this is a team that you really can't count out of any game if he just goes on a tear becomes uh, patrick mahomes 2.0 then this team's going to be right in contention and you know to potentially win the division let alone a wild card berth but i i i really when i thought about the chargers i just couldn't Get away from how strong that team was. You know they're 12 and four last year. Easily could have won the division if a couple of things went differently early in the year. They weren't really clicking on all cylinders. so we, so we talk about Derwin James obviously being out and some of their other injuries and the, all the uncertainty with Melvin Gordon. I, I trust their overall depth. I think they have so much talent at receiver. And I, I Philip Rivers was only getting better at the end of the year. Um, obviously not so much in that loss to the Patriots in the playoffs, but that Patriots defense was on another level at that point. So. Uh, yeah, the Jets may be tempted by them because they have the second easiest schedule and they're a team that you know c- could get some things going on offense, could be exciting with Levion and what Darnold's able to do in year two. I think the one I'm going to end up regretting though is the Ravens. I, I mm-hmm. think that they're going to be able to adapt their offense Quite well. I don't think it's going to be an issue after having Los Angeles kind of solving them, and as we say, if that's exactly the best way to put it, in the first half and then even the third quarter of that wild card loss, I think they'll be able to adapt. I think the defense isn't going to take a huge step back, despite all the uh, turnover. Maybe early in the year, that will take a a bit to get adjusted, but I think they're going to be really strong. And I I had them initially here, but I, I just think by the end of the year, I think the Chargers maybe they feast on some of the uh, teams on their schedule a little bit are able to kind of pull it out um uh, again some a lot of talent here a lot of teams that you know are going to be really good that aren't going to make the playoffs and it just so happens in this case that it would be uh, houston and baltimore both missing it for me
1: yeah it felt like an easier decision of course in this this conference versus the nfc um because they're I just feel like there's less talented teams or mm-hmm. less teams you could see, you know, getting to the playoffs, winning games in the playoffs. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these teams, and the Ravens would be that that team maybe we we leave out that we're, you know, kind of sitting there on that line and not really feeling 100% sure about that one because uh, we know the talent's there. The defense looks a little different. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all about seeing how they progress uh, there with Lamar Jackson. Uh, so there you go there are picks for the AFC wild card and now Dylan it's uh, it's time to pick a winner and uh, this is one I'll be honest with you you know we mentioned how much we went back and forth on some of these. I will tell you that I really did not go back and forth on this pick I, these these two teams to me again, going back to the paper argument, when you look at teams on paper, I felt like these, for, for me, are the two best teams in the NFL on paper. You can make an argument, actually. I think for the third best team is the one you're going to to mention in your pick. Um, but I, I you know that there's a gap here, I think, when you look at it. And for me, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl Uh, and beating the new orleans saints Uh, because look it's an offensive lover's dream Uh, if that matchup happens in the super bowl uh, i think that would be a lot of fun i just don't see uh a situation where uh, i don't know i mean and i say this about the patriots look i mean I'm, i'm gonna sit here and tell you that i'm picking the chiefs but You know, would it surprise me to see the Patriots back in the Super Bowl? Of course it wouldn't. They're the team you're always going to have that caveat for because they've just done it so many times now, um, and leaving them out always feels like a mistake. But I feel more confident just because you feel like the Chiefs are going to be better on defense. Their offense is not going to go backwards. Um, Maybe it's not to the exact same level, but they're still going to have an elite offense. And with Patrick Mahomes leading the way, I just, the Chiefs felt like the the best pick for me in the <laughs> AFC. Uh, the NFC, arguably, like I said, I didn't go back and forth that much, but certainly you can make the case for a lot of other teams. You know, I could see the Eagles, I could see the Packers, and I said it a minute ago, I could even see the Cowboys, a team that I left out of the playoffs possibly <laughs> getting there. So that shows you where we're at on the NFC. I know yours is a little bit different. There's a common theme in one of them, but uh, you have a different Super Bowl winner uh, than I do.
0: I did consider your matchup too. The it would have, you know last season we almost saw that a couple bounces yep. if Deion Jones isn't off or uh, yeah wasn't offsides on that last uh, interception by Brady at the end of the fourth quarter in the AFC title game. Uh, you have the Chiefs winning it, and then you got the, the obviously the no call and the Roby Coleman pass interference also targeting. Um, so easily, you know this would be a nice redemption story. I went with uh, you know I, a story that I think in my mind as I try to process all the different things that could happen I try to not let my bias for the Rams take too uh too much uh, (laughs) bearing here I did think about the Saints but I ended up going with the Philadelphia Eagles winning the NFC and then I have them beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl I thought really long and hard about the Patriots just uh, (laughs) I I didn't want to you know you know a lot of people are going to pick the Patriots and there's a there's a reason for it they've made you know the last three Super Bowls for <laughs> the last five and uh, not really one that you know I felt too comfortable with picking the Chiefs but I think there's enough that they'll be able to do I think they'll exercise their demons over the Patriots probably in the AFC title game I think they'll do enough we saw last year they were right there on the cusp I think their improved pass rush and hopefully an improved secondary with Tyron Matthew and some of the things they do over there with the offense not taking a step back I decided to go with Kansas City because I think this would be, uh, other than a Rams Chief Super Bowl, the Super Bowl I'd want to see the most. I think if Wentz can stay healthy, i talked a lot about how deep I think their team is. If their secondary stays healthy, they keep everything together. I see the Eagles just being too good. It's going to be a dogfight regardless in the NFC, as you're talking about. We have teams that aren't even in the playoffs that could win the Super Bowl (laughs) and make the Super Bowl. So. I think they find a way, uh, you know, to get the best record in the NFC, and I think that's what's going to be a a huge factor in the playoffs as as I have them going to the Super Bowl. I think in the end, in the game itself, if these two teams face each other, the Eagles, again, kind of like we saw the Patriots last year, are able to tire out Kansas City defense. They have, you know, a ton of talent, as we've talked about, on running back, but I think they're just such a physical offensive line, and I think they would set a tone that would be a bit different than what we saw in their game plan against the Patriots uh, a couple Super Bowls ago. Um, I think Mahomes, I think he's going to probably, you know, step up and have a huge game but i think if uh that pass rush that the eagles have can ultimately uh, break down a kansas city offensive line which isn't it's it's good but it's not great and i think that's the winning in the trenches on both sides is why i have the eagles beating the chiefs in the super bowl
1: the andy reed bowl uh there (laughs) in the super bowl (laughs) you know you talk about storylines you you want to be an nfl media member going into super bowl week the storylines the the stories that could be written with that one uh would be something uh but hey like we said it wouldn't be a surprise to see those two teams playing wouldn't be surprised to see teams playing in there uh that he we don't even have in the playoffs and that's why i want to remind you real quick before we wrap up the dallas cowboys the first three weeks of the season uh they could very well in my opinion hold the record for winning margin in their first three games Uh, they play at home against the Giants they're at the Redskins and then are home against the Dolphins so um, we just left the Cowboys out knowing that that's their first three games of the season Uh, gets a little bit tougher after that but man I don't know. We, we may just need to scrap this entire thing, do an entire episode <laughs> devoted to where every single pick we make is all about the Cowboys uh, because uh, that's going to be the one. Just At least we have this on audio. That's going to be the one that we're both looking back at, I think, and say, what were we thinking uh, and leaving the Cowboys out. But we'll leave it at that because that was our predictions for the 2019 season in the NFL. Um, just a lot of ways you could go. And, and you know, Dylan, tell everybody – where they can find all our stuff and i will add to it and say this give give us your predictions send it to us on social media go to all our different pages um just let us know what are your predictions for the season because i love seeing these because there's so many different thought patterns there's so many different ways that that you could go as we've mentioned uh, i just think it it makes a lot of fun and predictions are always a lot of fun uh so dylan now let everybody know where they can find us to do that
0: Yeah, do that for our social media handles. We have our Clutch Points NFL Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Then we also have just our standard Clutch Points uh, at all three places as well. You know, we have ClutchPoints.com with the NFL tab. You can comment on any of the games. We'll have an article with this podcast in there, so that could be a spot too. Um, And obviously, you will be up in our uh, Clutch Points app. So a lot of different places you can find us. We have an established the past Instagram as well now and Twitter. So I'll start hopefully live tweeting a bit more there during the regular season and get that going so you can find all our content uh, anywhere you can find any other clutch points content and we'll be uh, in addition to our own podcast we you know we do a ton of other stuff just covering the NFL in terms of news we're doing a lot of more uh, weekly previews for each game uh, kind of taking a point of view of each team in each game so there's a lot of stuff for that Blake's going to be starting to do his waiver wire pickup columns coming up so we're going to have a lot of good uh, fantasy content for the whole year just overall NFL content and excited to get the game started Started finally in a couple days here
1: yep we're almost there and uh, that's leading into our next podcast which will be uh, making our preview and picks for week one of the regular season a lot of really good matchups we've touched on some of them uh, already but but there are a lot of you know potential playoff type of game uh, caliber matchups here in uh, week one and we'll talk about those on our next podcast here on the established the past podcast so as always uh, we thank you guys for listening and Cowboys fans we love you we promise uh, and uh we do not dislike you but uh again somebody had to be left out ultimately it was the Cowboys for us and uh we will we'll see how things unfold this season in the NFL so thanks for listening as always and we'll be back next time with uh, another fun episode of the Establish the Past podcast